Hello there, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Die by the Sword podcast. Before we get started this week, I wanted to make sure that everyone knew about the new layout for our website. Stop by www.diebytheswordpodcast.com to check out the new design. There you can find character art, cast bios, links to our social media and email, and even our merch store where you can find items to rock the Die by the Sword logo. As always, we want to thank Midnight Syndicate for the spooktacular music and Sword Coast Soundscapes for the awesome ambient sound. Check them both out at www.midnightsyndicate.com and youtube.com slash swordcoastsoundscapes. All right, let's get into this week's episode. So... How are you guys doing with quarantine? I mean, it's been, what, three, four months, maybe a year since we've seen the sunlight? It's what it feels like anyway. Yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. I look really fabulous, though, in my mask. No one knows who I am. <laughs> well, yeah, it covered your face, so. Have you, uh, I know everyone's seen, like, the Tiger King and things like that, you know, all the, those. Not me. You haven't seen the Tiger King? No, no I still haven't I, either. I refuse to watch it. Oh, it's a shame. It's a damn shame. But I was going to say, we have these little uh, cultural quarantine touchstones. And I was just going to ask if you you found something. Like I found, I really enjoy following Leslie Jordan on Instagram. He, oh, is, he is great. Super funny. And he reminds me of just like old Southern lady like I grew up with. So it's it's very comforting in a weird, weird way. I always think fondly of him because I remember him from a childhood movie called Ski School. Ski school? Or actually, Wait. no, sorry, ski patrol. Oh, that's... Ski patrol. So were there boobies in it? No, that was ski school. Ski school was the rated R version. Ski patrol was the version I could watch as a child. And uh, it was a little more tame. But not nearly as much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can either remember 80s movies having boobies in them or giving you that childhood trauma, like the never-ending story. Oh, yeah. Jump over to... Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch Porky's as a kid somehow? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who hasn't seen that as a child? <laughs> How were we allowed to watch that as kids? Our dads. Come on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, my dad took me to see horror movies when I was really, really young. So I saw plenty of sex on screen. And then they got murdered. I think that was a life lesson for you. Have sex, get murdered. Maybe. That might have been what I was going for. My brother had to babysit me one time. I had to go on the date with him and his soon-to-be wife. And so here I am at the drive-in in the back of the bug, and there's a scene where people are totally naked. And they're desperately trying to hide my eyes. And I'm like, what? What is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this story was going to take a different turn. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was awkward as a child my parents loved me for it but whenever my sister and her boyfriend would be like in her bedroom i would just like fling the door open and then run up and crawl up between them and just sit there and stare at the boyfriend really yep nothing says you shouldn't be here like a child right <laughs> <laughs> now i mean that's the perfect deterrent for teenagers i think mm -hmm. the toddler running in and jumping on the bed with them well that's what brothers are for little or big Mm -hmm. Exactly. So as the listeners may have noticed, this is not one of our typical episodes in the story. Again, this is another one of our 
uh, Renly Dream episodes. I love it when it's about me. Does this mean I'm not really here? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Are you Schrodinger's cat? I'm Schrodinger's cat. I am a cat. Well, mm-hmm. is that why the dog keeps barking? He's chasing me in my dreams. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that happens somewhere. Freddy Corgi. <laughs> Freddy Corgi. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Trademarked. So since this is a dream episode, it doesn't follow the normal progression of things. So for this dream episode, you guys are level two. All right. Yay. Yay. (laughs) So what's new at level two? Well, one of the things I get to do is I, uh, as a monk, can actually be more of a uh, guardian. So when I'm beside you, I can actually help if you're doing a reflex uh, save. Oh, nice. So... You've played monks before, Gary. Mm-hmm. I've never played one. I've never played with one. At what point do they become just monsters? Basically, if a monk can survive through third level, they become almost unstoppable. Some look forward to. The biggest issue with monks is they don't wear armor, and they have to get right up close to start doing damage. So you're at risk of basically being killed in one hit. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. But, I mean, that's that sucks because um, I am multi-classing already. Uh, I've taken my witch level. So I've got one level witch, one level scald. Ah. If uh, anybody remembers, I took the witch archetype of uh, synergist. So I've got my bat tattoo on my chest and almost no hit points. Sounds about right. What about for Cabal? Anything new at level two for Cabal? Actually, on my class, nothing really changes at level two. Uh, It's more level three when I start getting more judgments and things of that nature. So two really doesn't help me that much. What about for Jobert? For Jobert, um, actually, you know what? One thing I did forget last time we were talking, um, Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention who would play uh, Jobert in a movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, probably... I would say Gilbert Godfrey, because that's the voice I'm going to change up to and use for the rest of the podcast. So I hope that's not too... Uh, no, but actually, a lesser-known actor by name, but everybody probably is going to know who he is, uh, Cody Smith-McPhee. And he was I don't the know kid in the road. He was also in Let Me In. Um, but he played uh, Nightcrawler in the last two X-Men movies. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's got a kind of the body type for it, I think, and like the uh, the reserve character type deal going on. Um, nice. But as for for new stuff for level two, I have a shadow duplicate. So if I when I'm hit, I can create a single mirror image of myself, at least at this level. So that that'll be kind of cool. Might be coming handy. Are your eyes on the side of your head like his are? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, with that shadow duplicate thing you get hit and it splits you in two to make it harder to hit you next time yeah yeah so that'd be kind of cool interesting i have never played a game with a fetchling or kyle in it so this will be new for me although the listening to the glass cannon they've they've had a character on there or two that was a fetchling i was gonna say very briefly but i forgot about the mom yeah since you (laughs) are now level two that means your hit points have gone up uh, so let's uh, do some rolls for hit points. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, and what is your hit die? It is a D6. 
D6. The worst D in the world. Well, I rolled a six. Yay! I got a five. So you get six. And Gary, we'll, we'll go ahead and roll yours. As a rogue, I believe yours is a D8 as uh, well. Yep. Seven. I roll an eight. <laughs> oh, perfect. Let's take that eight. Okay. John. Okay, I'm rolling a D8. D8. I got a seven. I got a six, so take the seven. Yay! Okay, and Keith. All right. I rolled a five. And I rolled a three, so you get five. All right. Yes, do remember to add your constitution modifier to that. Or don't. It's up to you. Don't listen to him. He's trying to kill you. (laughs) Well, I almost killed John's character last week. Or last time. I think it was his uh, gingivitis comment that almost got him killed. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. He was talking smack at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Never, <laughs> never talk smack to skeletons. <laughs> All right. So everybody got that applied? Yes. We're yes. ready to get into this fun adventure. Yes. All yep. right. Well, in the previous episode, Renly was supposed to be on watch Outside the uh, Schloss Karamark camp. And you rolled a natural one on your watch. So we're going to find out what happened when you passed out and fell asleep. Mm. Well, I mean, to be fair, nothing bad happened. Eh. Or did it? You fall into that deep sleep and you start dreaming once again. And when you wake up, you're in this underground cavernous room. You feel like it's probably still part of the crypt you dreamt about last time. But when you look behind you, the way out is caved in. So you're kind of stuck here. And when you look in front of you, you see the same three people that you dreamt about last time. You're in a kind of a crossroads type chamber. It's a round chamber with this large pedestal in the center. You hear the sound of dripping water coming from the west. And then to the east, this weird stench. That's not good. You said to the east is the stench? To the east is the stench, and to the west is the sound of dripping water. And what's to the south? To the south, wall. The pedestal itself, what does it look like? It looks like this large marble pedestal that once had a statue on it, but the statue's kind of crumbled and uh, fallen to pieces all around it. Uh, It looks like there used to be writing on it, but you can't really read what the writing says anymore. It's all been destroyed. Is it like that statue from Greek mythology that was the wonder of the world? I can't remember its name. That's it. Yeah. It's not that big. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, it, it's the scale. I mean, <laughs> the regular size guy of roads. The regular right. size guy of roads. Uh, this is the uh, Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Hello, kitties. <laughs> <laughs> that traumatized me as a child, by the way. I love that show as a child. Oh, I, I was it. so afraid of it. <laughs> well, he's going to get you. He's, I think that's where that smell's coming from. Oh, speaking of, do we? what is the smell? Do we recognize what it is at all? Do we... You'd have to roll a perception, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to roll a perception. But before you roll that perception, I'm going to remark, because this is weird. 
It's like, oh my, I remember you. You guys aren't real. This is a this is a dream. I bet you. Is this my dream or your dream? I don't know, but I re- I don't remember your names, but I remember your faces. There's Kitty Cat, and then there is uh, uh, Preacherman and um, Fetchling. Well, the Kitty Cat is Diego, but you, Rinley, we do remember because it was just a little while ago. Um, it's I'm sure I've slept since then. Hmm. This is weird. This is very weird. Well, I mean, when in Rome, right? Well, when in Varesia. <laughs> let's let's go on our adventure. What does this do? And he's going to walk up to where the statue is. Okay. Just south of him, and he is going to inspect it. He's going to roll a perception on it. Okay. Um, do I need any knowledges or just a per- plain perception? With plain perception, that is a 21. 21. Okay, from that, you can kind of start to make out some writing kind of at the, the bottom of it. It was kind of hard to, to read through, but kind of rubbing your fingers over it, you can kind of get a feel for what it might have once said. And the words on the pedestal read, To the south, you might take your leave to rest and reflect on Cassin's deeds. To the east lies the wheel to open the gate. To the west, the resting place of Cassin, hero of the Fangwood. So it said south is out, east is where Cassin is, or west? West. I am going to roll. Can I roll a survival to see if I know what's north, south, east, and west? Sure. Five. You think directly down is north. Okay, guys, so we're looking for out, so, oh, no. The rocks, we can't get out. Well, that's not good. I don't know which way we should go. I vote we go east. East it is, then. I mean, let's go. So, um, Jobert is going to, uh, you want to lead the way? Well, before I do, I want to, Jobert's kind of uh, apprehensive about the uh, the stench that's coming from that way. So he wants to make a uh, perception check to see if he can identify it. Um, or if he, if it's like rotting body or something like that. Okay. See. So, uh, oh shoot, that's not going to do very good. Uh, seven. Seven? Yeah, you, you can't tell what the stench is. You just know it smells really bad. It's like poopy. <laughs> so yeah, he's going to move, uh, you know, 15 feet over to the east to give him, I guess, a little bit better of a, a view there. You, you, you went through a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Come back, Joubert. Come back. <laughs> he's a ghost. <laughs> so you move closer to the hallway on the east side of the room to get a better vantage point. Yeah. So I'm going to go, um, but I'm going to hide behind this little wall and just peek around. So yeah, I'm I'm close to Shobert, uh, but um, I am definitely in cover. Okay. Diego will go close to Jobert, but be also be around the other corner uh, in case he needs backup. Very good. Okay. Cabal will just follow Jobert behind him, holding his nose, of course. <laughs> and as you get to here... You see that this is a hallway that continues down to the south for a bit. And especially now that you're here in this hallway, Jobert, and as you guys are closer to it, you definitely recognize a couple of different scents. You, you recognize the scent of death and decay, but you also notice another type of, like, earthy-type scent. Jobert's going to continue, uh, is that southerly direction, I guess? 15 feet mm-hmm. down south of the corridor there. Okay. I will follow behind him 
Just a little bit. Diego will be behind Cabal. It's in a very narrow corridor. Mm-hmm. It's a very tight space. And Renly uh, is not going to go in just... He's going to stay right there. He's, he wants to keep one square away. I think Renly is probably wiser than most. You guys do notice as you're going into this hallway that this hall slants down a bit. So you're kind of losing elevation as you go. And as you get to about this this point, Jobert, you start stepping in water. At this point, it's very shallow, but it's kind of just under the bottom of your feet, stepping in water. Does the the area, is it man-made? Does it still look man-made, or does it look like... It still looks man-made, but you can definitely tell you're underground. Okay. What is the light situation? Is it dark? Is it semi-dark? Is it a lighted tunnel? What is it? It's... I'd say there's low light. Low light. Okay. Yeah. Don't we all, then, have some sort of low light or dark, dark. vision? I have yeah. dark vision, yes. I've got dark vision. Same. Do you you have low light or dark? He's got double vision. So he's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's the new Caden Kalian. All right. Um, Chaubert is a little, he's feeling a little apprehensive about it, but he's going to continue on the same path. Uh, He sees the, it takes a turn up in front of him, right? Yes. Okay. So he's going to go just enough to peek around the corner, basically, and then try to get a little, little, try to get his bearings. So he's going to move up just the extra little bit to get around that corner. Okay. Uh, as you do that, the, the water starts getting just a little bit deeper. You know, it's not like a, a quick, deep drop, but it is starting to get a little bit deeper as you make your way in. Um, and as you get around this corner, you start to see that there's this, like, blue fungus on the walls. What would we need to roll to see if we we know what that is, what kind of plant that is? You just With gotta lick it, dude. nature. <sighs> okay. Does anybody have knowledge of nature? Negative. No. Mm, no. Religion and history for me. I have it, but I'm, I don't see it yet, so. Mm-hmm. Are my feet, is my fur getting wet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Do you keep hopping back and forth on your feet to try to not, yeah. not be wet? Doing that little kick dance that cats do when they got stuff on their feet. <laughs> <laughs> Does the fungus glow at all, or does it? Is it just blue? It's kind of like a fluorescent blue. All right, Chaubert's kind of impressed with the coloring. He, uh, but he's gonna—he's a little apprehensive about how deep the water's getting because he's not the best swimmer. But uh, he's gonna continue on um, back towards. I guess the—it's curving around west a little bit, so he's just gonna continue down the path to where he can kind of peek around the corner there. Okay, Cabal will slowly follow him. Renly is keeping that distance. Uh, can I what? use my sword? Sorry, can I use my sword as like a uh, making sure the water? I don't step into something really deep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, he's probing with his sword a little bit in front of him, trying to make sure he's not going to fall off a ledge. Slut. <laughs> Diego <laughs> is not going to get his uh, fur wet if he can avoid it, but uh, he will not touch the fungus at all. Doesn't look. It looks uh. weird. So I'm still following us uh, five feet behind Diego. Do I see any fungus? Not from where you are. The fungus kind of starts where that corner. Okay, is. so, so it's right there. around the corner. So yeah. Joubert and Cabal can see it, and probably Diego just like at an just angle. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Diego can definitely see the glow from the fluorescent fungus. 
Uh, and Jobert, as you get to this point, you notice that you're about ankle deep in water. Is that shallower or deeper? It's deeper. Okay. But the the floor kind right. of levels out at this point, so it won't get deeper than this from here. Okay. And since you can kind of see around the corner and into the room completely, you do notice that the water covers the entire floor of this room. You've got that strange blue fluorescent fungus covering the walls and the ceiling. And there's a couple of pillars in here that are just wrapped with these wispy strands looking like roots coming out of the ground and up into the air, spiraling up these these pillars. In the center of the room, there are a few floating corpses or a couple of like dead rats, and there's one giant frog dead and floating in the water as well. Are we talking like freshly dead? Uh, some of the things look kind of freshly dead. Others look like they've been here a while. Mm, so we might want to check for traps. Yeah, it would be good for that. A rogue. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I'm going to move a little further into the room and get kind of close to this pillar here and check for traps. And that's a 14. Okay. Well, as you start making your way across the room here, you notice that since you've moved about 10 feet into the room, the sloshing of the water hits the fluorescent fungus and this electrical charge starts building up. Make a reflex save. That's the point. I wish I was beside you. Uh, 14. 14. All right. So with a 14, you see this charge start building up, and this fungus in the room just lets out this burst of electricity throughout the water in this room, and you're able to just jump out of the water to avoid taking full damage, but you will take half damage as the electricity flows through. As you take... 10 points of electricity damage. That's Ooh. half? That's half. Boy, um, I do have resistance to electricity of plus five, or I have a five resistance. So is okay. that... So you'll take five less. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Man. <laughs> okay, that uh, that freaked uh, Chaubert out a little bit. He's not used to getting traps sprung on him. <laughs> you would know, since you know traps really well, that it wasn't a trap. It's just whatever this fungus does. Shocking. <laughs> um, is there anything, does Chaubert see anything that he could hop on top of to get out of the water? Frog. <laughs> yeah, you see corpses. <laughs> All right. So Chaubert is going to be, he's still right now, and he's going to look back, and he's going to turn to Cabal and just kind of raise his, like do a shoulder, shr- like his hands up. <laughs> with a shrug, with the shoulders like Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Co- so uh, Cabal relays what just happened to the to the other two to Diego and Renly, telling them what just happened to Jobert. Yeah, I think they they were able to see me get shocked. Right? I mean, it was pretty. Did it, they could see the arc of the water. Uh, oh the yeah, electricity through the water. Okay. <laughs> so Jobert is going to, I guess, continue on through the room, but he's going to do it, try with try to do it stealthily, like use stealth, I guess, to maybe not disturb the water as much. It's going to take you a while to move that fifteen feet because you're trying to move so slowly that you don't disturb mm-hmm. the water, but you're able to get across the room. And when you get to this side of the room, you feel like the floor is starting to incline instead of decline. Okay. So Chaubert's going to... And does the water seem like it's getting shallower there? I guess? Yes. Since it's inclining. I'm going to convey that information to them. And uh, 
let them know if they move through this room, we, we gotta be, we have to be very careful. What's going on? I can't see anything. <laughs> it appears that the mushrooms up ahead, the fungus, is shocking. It, it produces electricity. Ooh, freaky. <laughs> Are there handholds uh, on the walls or anything that would be useful for climbing? Not that you see. Uh, most of the walls are just covered in this fungus. Ugh. Okay. Don't want to touch the fungus anyway. Okay. Well, then, Cabal. So you're able to take your time and move slowly and get to the other side of the room. Nice. Okay. Um, Diego will stealth. Cat-like movement. Very much so. You move very, very slowly and shake off the little droplets of water. In the air. Time. Because in the we air. don't want to disturb the water. <laughs> Okay, so we've got three of you on the other side of the room. So Renly is going to cautiously come up to here, and he's going to see the fungus. He sees the fungus right there. You see the on fungus. The he's going to roll uh, knowledge nature on it. Yes. Do I know anything if it is an 11? With an 11, you don't really know anything new other than what you've seen. Uh, you do know that it's called the Azure Fungus. Okay, okay. So I'm going to start my stealth. Yeah, you start making your way across. You get about halfway across the room, and you jostle the water a bit, and it hits that fungus, but there's no charge this time. So I see that there's no charge uh, when it hit the, hit the fungus, so I book it. I run. <laughs> splashy, splashy. Splash, splash, splash. <laughs> I book it right in front of Jobert. That's how bad I want to get away from this fungus. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you run past everybody, splashing water on everyone, splashing water all over the fungus, and you make it out of the room without any more charge. He's like that Jesus lizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he walks across the water. <laughs> so now that I'm at the door, I just turn to him and says, okay, guys, I've got this room. And I peek in <laughs> Do I see? Oh, do I need a roll perception? Sure. 13. Okay. 13. You see a large chamber with a high vaulted ceiling. This room shows significant signs of damage. There's numerous cracks running along the surface of the walls and the ceiling. In the center of the room, you see a 10-foot wide bridge going across over these large pits. And at the other side of the room, there's a pair of stone statues watching over the bridge in front of a set of brass double doors. These statues depict villagers holding shields and spears. I'm going to roll a knowledge uh, history on, the, on those dudes. Natural one. <laughs> they seem to be some sort of Warrior gods. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Shobert <laughs> uh, is, uh, as, as Rinley's looking in the room, Shobert's just kind of looking at Rinley, and he notices something that he didn't really notice before, and he's going to ask Rinley, he's, my friend, Rinley, where where did you get this this hat? Well, I mean, we just met, so I wouldn't say we're friends. My hat! Oh, my hat! It's back! Oh, Oh, I've missed it so much. And he touches his hat and he is going to, for the first time in front of them, transform into Carry the One. Ah. Um, so uh, you see Renly transform into, um, I would say it's Maleficent meets Hela kind of look to her. Uh, 
very spiky, very sultry, very sexy. And she just says, oh, much better. And more confidently than Renly, strolls up to the edge of the bridge. Coming, boys? Chaubert is definitely taken aback. He, he doesn't know what to think about the transformation. He was just getting used to Renly, who was new to him in, in this weird scenario. And he definitely does not know how to take this this situation. Uh, and so he's kind of cautious about even following now. Your hat seems odd. It gives me my greatest power, confidence. Oh, uh, okay. So can he... I'm going to let everybody else decide where they're at before I ask what I'm going to do next. You guys going to stay in the water room? No, Shaver's going to come up into the into the room, but he's going to stand in the room opposite, like uh, 10 feet away from uh, Carrie. Uh, just kind of keeping an eye on her. He's a little <laughs> apprehensive still, like I said. Keeping your distance. But uh, he's going to stand next to, the, like, right at the foot of the bridge, yeah, for, with opposite her. Cabal does the same. Cabal stays away from her and follows Jobert just because he saw that. and He's not confident with her now. So who's going to cross first? Well, uh, <laughs> Diego is more than happy to go ahead. He will stealthily go across. This may not be the best stealth. Uh, 13. Okay, and where are you moving to? I will be, I will go down the center of this. Well, actually, no, to the to the left, just in front of Carrie. So you're there? Yes. Oh, yeah, she's like five feet in front, and then the other two are like 10 feet to the side and back. So Diego is on the first, like, five feet of the bridge. Yes. Uh, with Carrie the one just behind, and then Joubert and Cabal are to their left, about... 10 feet away. I will continue to move another 10 feet ahead. Okay. So I'll be, that'll put me about 15 feet in front of Carrie, almost across the bridge. And Diego, as you get to this point, you feel like a mechanism under your feet, like a pressure plate sink in and well, crap. (laughs) (laughs) These statues rush forward towards you and I'm going to assume that a 23 beats your CMD. Yes. By how much? My CMD is 18. 18. Okay. So it's not by more than 10. That's good. Yep. But they do push you back. Does he take damage from that? No. You're just moved back. Incessant little buggers. Did the statues animate at all, or they just moved? They just moved, like they slide forward and push him back off the bridge. All right, well, Chaubert's going to move up to about that, uh, move down the, the walkway and just do a uh, inspect for traps. Okay. So he's going to move that uh, 15 feet to be kind of basically where, where Diego was. And as you went. hit that point, you step on another pressure plate. That is also a 23 against CMD. Uh, mine is 15. 15, so still not more than 10. So you are pushed back. So I see that they both get pushed back. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my halberd. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I said it. Uh, not holobred? No, not holobred. Not Um And then I'm going to trip the pressure plate again. But I'm going to use um, Brace. Now, I've never used this before, so I don't know how to use it. But I know I can. 
Brace is setting against a charge. Could an attack be a grapple? Yes. Um, I'm not. I mean, I'm not trying to hold on to it. I'm, just, I'm trying. And then to... you could write it all the way back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me a piggyback ride to the beginning. Does a 14 beat your CMD? It meets it. It meets it. So I believe that means it hits because it's like AC. I just have to tie your AC. So I get pushed back. So you go to brace and it never runs into your spear or your halberd and you get pushed back with your halberd dragging along the way. Okay. So as that happens, I'm going to say that the the hat of disguise wears off and he's back to being Renly. Okay. Chauvinism immediately a little more comforted and he's he's gonna ask Renly he's like my, Renly what, what what was that what was what the statues they're trying to push us away <laughs> no no your your transformation oh that that uh it was glorious yet frightening so yeah no that's that's just a thing I do um it it helps it helps me be brave does it does it hurt? I got this hat from a witch oh no it may hurt other people but not me did anyone get a good look at the pressure plates? How big are they? I don't know, but if I was a rogue, I probably would try and disarm them. So yeah, that's a that's that is a very good suggestion. So I'm going to move up to just before where I was at the pressure plate, and uh, I'm going to. And at that point, you step on that point and step on a pressure plate. Oh, there's one there too. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'd only moved up the five feet that time. So all right. That is a 19 against your CMD. We'll say it pushes you back and pushes Renly back because you bump into Renly as you get pushed back. <laughs> I say. Now, how, how did the walls look in this? Cabal is good at climbing, so he's looking around trying to see if there's any walls he could climb over. The walls are, they're very, uh, there's lots of uh, damage to this room, so there's cracks and things all over the walls. Possible handles. Or possibly break and then fall into the pit, too. <laughs> What is your climb? Does it? What's your plus in climb? I have a plus three. Mm. I wouldn't risk it. Beware yeah. the pit of misery. Ryan? Okay. What about Diego? Climb, he, well, actually, he does have a plus eight. So Diego will give it a shot. Diego's going to try to see if he can climb the wall on the west side to see if he can get over the, get across the pit. Okay. Uh, that gives me a 20, not natural. Okay, with a 20, you're able to move about half your speed. Uh, so if you move 30 feet, you can move 15 feet. Uh, okay, that would get me to the edge of the pit. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you would need to do another climb check. Hmm, this one's not so good. Uh, 14. 14. So with that, you don't fall, but you are you don't make any progress. So you can't find a good handhold. I'm stuck. <laughs> Does he have to roll again to see what happens next? Yep. Ooh. Let's try it again. See if I can climb down. Uh, that gives me a 19. All right. You're able to get another 15 feet. That would get me right beside the statues. Mm-hmm. Do you like pitons or something you can shove under their tracks? Actually, I think I do. Let me check my bag. I have... Well, I don't have a piton, but I do have a grappling hook. I could try putting it in there and uh, jamming up the works. I mean, try it. What happens? So someone has to tri uh, trip the trap. 
Yeah, I will suggest to someone if if we if someone moves forward and activates it, I can try to gum up the works on this side. So Renly is fascinated. He is no longer in adventure mode. He's in uh, he's in science mode. So he is going to volunteer. He's going to move and he is going to take his halberd and he is going to hit the pressure plate. Okay. And as you do that, the statue starts rolling forward. Are you trying to use the grappling hook as it's moving, or you're trying to set it before it moves? I'm trying to set it after it's moved so that it can't move all the way back. If it's on a track, I can see if I can hook it to that track and hold it there. Oh, in the place where it used to sit, you're going to put the grappling hook so it can't go back into position. Can't go back into the position. Hopefully we won't be able to go forward. We'll see. Okay. So essentially what you're trying to do you'll have to make a an attack roll to make sure you hit the spot that you're trying to aim for so are you planning to throw it to hit it or are you just standing by where you're trying to hit i'm gonna stand by okay so with that you'll just need to make a melee attack so that's going to be your base attack bonus plus your strength okay so my base attack bonus is a one and my strength is a two and that gives me a total of 16. 16? You're able to successfully hit the spot you're aiming for. So, since we've got a success, Renly is going to hit it, the plate again. Okay. Uh, as you hit the plate again, the statue kind of starts to move forward, and you can tell it's stuck. It wants to move, but it can't. So, Renly is going to uh, run down towards... Diego, until he gets to just in front and out of the path of the statue. Excellent. Very good. To get two across. All right, and then Chaubert's going to, seeing that it's safe, he's going to follow that same pathway on the west side of the the bridge and come up beside Rinley to be right in front of the statue, basically. Okay. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> if the grappling hook breaks, you're back to where you started. Mm-hmm. And Cabal will closely follow him. That's a good point. I was going to hop up on the statue. Like, is there, is, is there a pedestal for the statue, or is it just built into the ground? Like, it's, I was going to stand, like, on its feet or something. Uh, it's kind of, There's kind of, like, a small pedestal, but it's the pedestal goes to tracks in the ground. Okay. Since it's moved a little, I'm going to... Be, Diego will move to be somewhat behind the statue. Okay. That should give people And that's more the way room. that leads out of the room, right? Yes, it is. I think so. The big brass doors. Look, people, I've, we found doors. Let's go. I'm going to follow Diego. Yeah, I think we're all going to follow Diego out of the uh, out of the room there. Very good. So what do we see in this room? Okay. Diego, what do your cat eyes see? Good at low light. Let me see. Okay. He's got the worst vision of all of us. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have the dark vision. The cat only has low light. But at least everybody has something. There's right. no humans in the group. Better yeah. than getting humans. Yes. Right. Right, kill all humans. As you open the wide brass doors into this room, they swing open on silent hinges and reveal a very large crypt. The only light in here emanates from a torch mounted above the crypt, flickering with a pale blue fire. See tall pillars across the chamber, ending in a dais on the far side, which has a large stone sarcophagus. There is a single person resting beside the coffin. It looks like a, a woman who is either asleep or 
unconscious. Is this? A, it's not a stone statue. It's a, it's, it looks like an actual person to us. Looks like an actual person. And she looks human, right? Yes, she does look human. I check for Bill Cosby's. <laughs> uh, there's just a an open chalice right there with a potion for you to drink. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> Choose wisely. You now have to take the potions test from uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Diego uh, will run to the bottom of the stairs uh, because there's a damn <laughs> in distress there. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. What is that? Okay. Well, as you get into this room, you hear this loud, echoing laugh just coming from the recesses of this dark tomb. (laughs) So, the heroes have come to fight me again. You will make fine minions in my army of the dead. Come and meet your fate. Renly leans over to Cabal and says, I think he's talking to you. (laughs) Uh, And as he says that, this wicked-looking skeleton strides into view wearing polished chainmail and brandishing a cruel sword in both hands. His eyes both burn with blue flame and empty eye sockets. And we're rolling for initiative. No, boy. Oh, boy. Why does it always have to be skeletons? <laughs> well, you are in a crypt. <laughs> All right. Ready for those initiatives. Jobert. 16. 16. Rinley. 12. 12. Diego. 16. 16. Who has the higher initiative bonus between Jobert and Diego? I have a five. Definitely Jobert. <laughs> okay. And Cabal. 12 as well. Okay, who has the higher initiative between Cabal and Rinley? I have two. I have two as well. Roll off. Roll off. Just roll a d20 and don't add anything to it. Okay. 20. 17. So Renly will go first with the 20. I blame you for wasting my 20. Man. <laughs> That's my fault. My bad. <laughs> I'm gonna need that twenty later. Can I get it back? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just so happens that it is the skeleton's turn. The big guy used his turn. He went first in initiative, but he used his turn to move up, like he did out of the shadows. Oh yeah, it's at four skeletons. Is that easy? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So the skeletons make their way up coming from four of the six recesses into this crypt. Uh, these recesses are set into the east and west walls. Uh, looks like they're each coming out of open coffins. Two of the skeletons just make their way up to the edge of the dais, while two more make their way up to Diego, and each of them is going to swing with broken scimitars. Ooh. Diego no like. First one rolls a 13. Um, AC is fif- uh, 15. 15. Uh, and you are using flat-footed AC because you haven't gone yet. Does that change it at all? It doesn't for one thing. Hold on. Uh, it's 
Yeah, I get my AC bonuses even when the monk is flat-footed, so yes. Okay. Very good. So remember, everyone, since we are in the first round, before you act, you are considered flat-footed. Yeah, the monk has to be immobilized in order for the bonuses not to apply. Okay, so the first one misses. Uh, the second one will swing his broken scimitar. And that is a 17. Ow! As you take two points of damage from this broken scimitar. It's kind of rusty and pointy. I'm gonna need a shot. <laughs> tetanus. Got tetanus. Alright. And uh, that is the skeletons. It is Jobert's turn. All right. Um, Jobert. Oh, so here's a question. Uh, Ridley and I are almost basically occupying the same, the similar spaces. Oh, we so can't. Should, yeah, you should be side by side. Yeah. We can't be side by side either. So one of us has to go up front. So yeah. with the higher initiative, I think you should be up front. Okay, so I'll be up front. Um, so can I use... That's uh, less than 60 feet away for the main guy, um, so I could use my short bow. Mm-hmm. So Chaubert uh, is going to take aim with his short bow, and uh, let's see what we. Uh, that's going to be a 17. A 17 misses. Ooh. He laughs at your puny short bow. <laughs> okay. Anything else for any movement or anything, Jobert? Um, since I have my short row out, I'm just going to come up the uh, 10 feet to the top of the stairs to be a little more in the room and a little, and also more out of the way of everybody else. Okay. So I'm going to be that guy mm-hmm. and turn to my party mates, not in character, as me, and say, you guys got gold and you didn't buy any blood in your weapons. <laughs> I didn't either, but... <laughs> but I'm not allowed to buy stuff. I've made that rule. Oh, I thought it's some self-imposed poverty. No, no, I'm, 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 using the, I'm using the same stuff that I have in the other campaign, so it's not fair if I get to buy stuff. Uh, my monk, your monk friend will look at you and say, hmm, unarmed strike, I have to use it. <laughs> Not talking to you, John. I'm talking to these two. <laughs> <laughs> but the unarmed, unarmed strike is uh, bludgeoning. Yes, true. Next up is Diego. Uh, Diego is going to have to do an unarmed strike at the uh, skeleton that tried to slash me. Well, he had two of them that tried to slash you. Which one are you going for? Uh, we'll go for the one on the right. Okay. Uh, that would be a 14. 14 misses. Um, some days I just don't have it. Um, okay. Well, we'll just have to go with that. Um, I don't get a second attack yet, so... Not unless you do a flurry of blows. Yes. But that would have made uh, it your other one one less. Yes, it would. So, we'll yeah. wait on Okay. Waiting on that. Are you staying there or are you moving? 
Um, I'm going to move over here to this side, uh, which would be right in front of the skeleton on the left, off of the base of the stairs. Hopefully that'll give me a little bit of a uh, shield from one of the skeletons, we'll see. Okay. Very good. Next up is Renly. Um, Renly is going to go ahead and move southeast. Um, can he get to here to battle this skeleton? At the bottom of the stairs? Yeah. Right at 30. Cool. 25. It's 25. So while he was um, running up to the skeleton, he is going to draw his weapon. Uh, I mean, not his weapon, his wand of Cure Light Wounds. Ah. And he is going to use Cure Light Wounds on the skeleton. Good. It's going to be a will save for half. Yeah, that's fails. That's like a, a 10. Fail. Wait, that's not a D8. I don't think that you take 18 plus 1. Damn no. <laughs> it's just 1 D8 plus 1. Uh, it is 3 plus 1 is 4 points of positive energy. 4 points of positive energy. And because that is a magical cure attack, that skeleton just fries under the positive energy. And he's dead. Oh, Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, skeletons don't have a lot of hit points. I don't like that it's a touch spell, because mm-hmm. I, I I, want to just, like, fling the positive energy, especially at the big bad. Well, I mean, that's something they do with second edition, is they make the cure spells able to be used from range. But we're living in the past, first edition. Unless you're a cleric and can channel, and then it gets an area of effect. But we have no clerics, so no channels. Okay, Cabal. Now I have a question. So if we don't hit them with blunt uh, weapons, did they? Did you say that they take no damage, or is it half damage? Or how they what have, was it? They uh, have damage reduction five bludgeoning. So if you hit them with something other than a bludgeoning weapon, they take five less points. That's right. Okay. So in that case, I will I'll move up. Let's see, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. So I'll move here, and I will try to use my longbow to shoot that skeleton that's in front of me on the bottom of the stairs. 16? A 16 hits exactly. Alright. Okay, I rolled a 7. So it's minus 5, correct? Yep, so he takes 2 points of damage. Very good. Alright. So, 1 skeleton down, 1 damaged. And we're back at the top of the round with the big bad guy. Who does he want to go after? He has so many options. He can't see me. I'm behind a dead skeleton. And he's kind of hollow. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Inside. So he's going to move up and he's going to roll on a d6. Odds are Diego. Evens are Renly. You forgot about Cabal. He's like right there. Cabal's 10 feet away. Too late. And it is odd, so he's going after Diego. Ha! Swinging his longsword. Um, that's definitely it, because that's a 27. That's a hit, yes. <laughs> that was really close to a crypt. 
Let's not do that again. <laughs> and you take a huge hit as he hits you for 10 points of damage. Owie! As he begins to mock you. Puny monk. <laughs> Viciously, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a smoker in his previous life, too, so he coughs a little bit on there. I will call him Flemmy. Flemmy Winks. <laughs> <laughs> the legend of Flemmy Winks. <laughs> All right, the skeletons will go next. So Diego has one skeleton right in front of him. She'll swing that broken scimitar. And miss with a 10. Ha! The other skeletons will make their way up. That one can go for Renly. No, it can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I said so. This one's just going to dance around because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't want to get trapped in a corner. He keeps trying to put his hands in his pockets, but he doesn't have pockets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the one that is attacking Renly will miss with a seven. Sure does. Okay. So that is the skeleton's turns. Next up is Jobert. Alright, so Jobert's still got his uh, short bowl out, so he's gonna take another shot at the, uh, the big bad guy. Okay. And that is, uh, let's see. 18, I don't want to be the one, but I'm gonna be the one. Can he do that uh, if he's in melee with, I mean, both of us, really. Uh, if he is in melee, that means that uh, you'll have a minus four to attack from range. Okay. Um, so 23 minus four, 21? Or tw- 19. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Noel math. It does. <laughs> I am, I'm no math static. <laughs> uh, a 19 will miss. Wait, wait, what about a 21? Uh, I Thanks don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> but you know that one almost would have hit, but it's as if Diego's fist just kind of gets right in the way. It's the air from my fist that blew it away. Okay, and it just so happens to be Diego's turn. Ah, well, um, first things first. Uh, he's ten feet away from me, is that correct? He is five feet away from you. Uh, the big, big skeleton. Mm-hmm. Still five feet, because that diagonal across is only five feet. Okay. So, um, I will continue to uh, pummel the uh, skeleton in front of me, and um, I'm going... Actually, no, wait a minute. Uh, so, if I hit... Uh, he, I, he's still within range, the uh, big guy, right? Yes, he is. Okay, I'm going to try a um, stunning fist attack so it is an unarmed strike still but if I hit uh, it'll disarm okay uh, that gives me a 14 again 14 will miss uh. this guy is tough because he's a skeleton and he's also wearing chainmail yes unfortunately I this is when we need someone with heat magic mm-hmm <laughs> Alright, do you want to stay there? You want to take a five foot step over? Uh, I'm going to take a five foot step to the other side of the skeleton, uh, kind of uh, trying to put the skeleton in between myself and the big guy. 
What, you don't like being attacked by a longsword? The pointy end hurts. That's fair. That is fair. All right, Rinley, it's your turn. Okay, so what I'm going to do, since I already have my wand out in public, I'm going to go ahead and try and uh, cure light on the big bad. Okay. So you have to make a save. There you go. That is an 18. Oh, I'm sure that does it. So it's a half the damage. Half the damage of a D8 plus one. Come on, eight. So that's five. Close to an eight. Divided by, so that's two points of damage to the big bad. Okay. And then I am going to take a five foot step here. Mm -hmm. So you jumped off the stairs. Basically, yeah, I rolled. Very good. You do notice as you use the cure light on him, it barely looks like it even phased him. Okay. Whereas two points of damage to the skeleton looks like it bloodied it. If it could be bloodied, if it had blood. Well, it killed it. So. So, well, two points did. Four points did. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, if anybody wanted to do a knowledge religion on him or anything. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's, yeah. <laughs> we should have done our knowledge checks, but somebody wasn't paying attention. I'm kind of dumb about skeletons anyway. <laughs> My turn is not over, so I roll a knowledge religion. Knowledge religion, okay. 20. Ah, 20. So with that, you would recognize this guy as a skeletal champion. Those guys. Yeah, so they are much stronger than your regular skeleton. They still have the same uh, damage reduction, bludgeoning. Um, they are immune to cold, and... They have channel resistance, but you don't have anyone who can channel, so that doesn't really apply. Yeah, basically, they're a lot stronger and have a lot more hit points than a regular skeleton. Cool. I'm going to relay that information. Information relayed. <laughs> there you go. Oh, should, should I have, have said something clever? Such him as. bad. Him bad. Him bad. <laughs> very, very bad. <laughs> Fire bad, tree pretty. Exactly. So that will bring us to Cabal's turn. Okay. I am going to cast Bane. Ooh. So that gives each creature a negative one on their attack rolls and negative one penalty on any saving throws against fear effects. Very good. Do I get any saves or anything, or is that just automatically? Um... There it is. Okay, so it's 50-foot radius burst centered around you. Mm -hmm. The duration is one minute per level, so it'll last for two minutes. Perfect. So 20 rounds. 20 rounds. Perfect. Diego doesn't have enough hit points for 20 rounds. Let's make this quick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and looking at it, it does says I do get a will save and will negates. So if I pass the will save, it has zero effect on them. Okay. So I'll make a will save for each of the creatures. Roll low, roll low, roll low. I love candy. <laughs> so should we start with the big bad guy or start with the little skeletons first? Mm, let's go with big baddie first. Big bad first? Yeah. That is a 16. You should have something on your character sheet that says spell save DC. Where would that be? Uh, I believe you cast spells with wisdom. 
So that would, yes, it would be 10 plus the spell level, not your character level. So 10 plus the spell level plus the ability modifier. So what's your ability modifier for wisdom? Plus two. So 13. Mm-hmm. So your DC is 13. I rolled a 16, so he beat it. Dang it. So it has no effect on him. Okay. Darn! Other skeletons. First one fails with an 11. Skeleton number three passes with an 18. And skeleton four passes with a 20. Jeez. So it affects one. Hopefully the one near me. Diego's just asking. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the one next to you because that's skeleton one. Yay! <laughs> skeleton one is beside Diego. Skeleton three is beside Renly. And skeleton four is the one dancing in the back. He's dancing on his own. He is. So, you got one of them at least. But it is the big bad guy's turn. Unless, Cabal, you want to move somewhere. No, I'm good where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Well, he's going to step up. And strike. This doesn't really do much for melee. Uh, if Star Wars taught me anything. <laughs> oh, did I, so with mine, what would the bonus have been? Still wouldn't have been. <laughs> And you're probably very glad that was out of the box because it was a natural 20. Oh. So that's going to be an 18 against your AC. Yeah, you got me on that one. And you'll take nine points of damage as he slashes you with that big longsword. Okay. It's the other skeleton's turns. Diego now has two skeletons attacking him. Renly has one. I'm going to need a dentist. <laughs> Too much gingivitis? It's clearly all around me. Right. <laughs> all right. So let's see the skeleton one, which is the one to the to the right of Diego. Misses with a seven. Hooray! The one directly in front of Diego. Hits with a 19. Ooh! Hits for five points of damage. Still alive. Very good. And now the one attacking Renly. Misses with a ten. Sure does. Okay. So next up would be Jobert. Um so can I if I want to ditch the bow and switch over to short sword, is that a turn or how does that work? You can drop a weapon as a free action, just like drop it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, your base attack bonus is more than one, right? Or you have a, at least a plus one? Yeah, it is a one. Yeah. Okay. So as long as you have a plus one, you can draw a weapon and move as the same move action. Okay. So you can draw it while you're so- moving. All right, so Chaubert is discouraged with the uh, missing twice, and he's going to drop his bow, and then okay. he's at the top of the stairs. He's going to do a bit of a dramatic leap, the 15 feet to the bottom of the stairs, with a little bit of a flourish from his cloak, and uh, I know it's going to provoke an attack of opportunity to get behind the big guy. Um, it will but hopefully acrobatics. I won't be uh, 
won't draw too much attention to myself. Um, so, 19. 19? Alright, you're able to make it. With, uh, you are able to make it to leap to the bottom of the stairs without taking any damage from falling 15 feet. But you do provoke the attack of opportunity. Oh, boo. And that is a critical threat. Oh, jeez. Way to go, Jobert. So he'll roll one more time to confirm. Does an 18 confirm? And sorry, what, how do I? Uh, does an 18 beat your AC? Oh, yes. That is a critical hit. Mm-hmm. Critical, critical, critical hit. This is a melee weapon and is slashing. Um, bad parry. Double damage and target is disarmed. So you will drop your weapon and I will do double damage. Ew, this is not good. Nope. Yeah, and I already took that electrical damage too. Well, I probably should have used the cure light on you. May need to. And Jobert takes 19 points of damage. <laughs> oh, Jobert's dead. Permadead? Uh, I'm at negative five. Negative five. Negative five. So you're unconscious and dying, but you're not permadead. Yeah. So you're saying he's still got a chance. Still got a chance. He does. He has to be uh, minus his constitution, right? Yes. So what is your constitution score? 12. 12. So at negative 12, you're permanently dead. But right now you're just bleeding out. So it doesn't matter that you dropped your weapon anyway, because you fell to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, look quite the fool. But it was a really cool jump. <laughs> Diego. Ah. Well, lovely. So uh, I'm going to go flurry of blows on the um, skeleton in front of me to the south. Okay. So. uh, That would be a 12. 12 misses. Second one. Fourteen. Fourteen misses. Hmm. Your attacks haven't rolled higher than a fourteen yet. I know. I'm not liking this. (laughs) I need new dice. (laughs) Evidently. (laughs) These dice are cursed. Okay. And that is a full round action, so you can't really move. You can do a five-foot step if you would like. Uh, no. I'll stay here. Stay right there. Okay. Next up is Renly. So Renly is going to, he's going to take an attack of opportunity to get, he doesn't know. He either wants, yeah, he's going to, since this is his dream, he is going to take the attack of opportunity from this dude, uh, the the skeleton right in front of him, 
um, to get to the lady right there that that uh, that we think we heard scream. Okay. So, so roll roll your attack. Wait, do I have to do the acrobatics or the attack? Oh, whichever one you want to do. Okay, so I have to roll my acrobatics first, which is a 16. 16? Yes. Uh, 16, you're able to get through without the attack. Yay. Cool. Yay. All right. So I get up to the lady, and I'm going to do a heal check. Okay. Oh, uh, 18. 18 on the heal check. Uh, she is still alive, but she is unconscious. Uh, Joubert, I'm not going to need you to not hate me. Um, I'm going to use my Cure Light Wounds on her. Ooh. <laughs> Joubert is just a dream anyway. <laughs> uh, she's unconscious, so he doesn't even know what's happening. So, uh, What do I need to roll? Uh, the D8, right? Uh, yes. Six. Six. With that, that is enough to bring her back to consciousness, and she gasps awake. <gasps> are, are you okay? Did that did that monster hurt you? And then all of a sudden, as she's she's trying to talk to you, ev- like all the sounds in the room just sound muffled. You can't quite make out what she's saying. I can't. Un- I can't understand you. Are you okay? And she'll reach to you, like grab you by the shoulders, and she's still very muffled, but then it starts becoming more and more clear as she stares you right in the face and says, Renly, wake up! And you bolt back awake as Zenobia wakes you up. Well, I'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, we're meshing worlds right there. Just crossing over. I feel like I've lost a dream.